Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. Health Suites with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Health Suites on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero. Today I speak to Dr. Julian Hong, resident doctor with DCAP Clinic Group, about the 2019 novel coronavirus or the 2019 NCOV. The symptoms to watch out for, uh, what can be done to reduce the risk of contraction. Uh, Welcome to the show. Now, I've spoken to you many times before. Afternoon, Clarissa. It's nice to be back again, and but this time on a more serious topic. On a much more serious note. Now, th- this has pretty much exploded. It, within a month, we're seeing the same kind of um, infections uh, globally as it took uh, SARS eight months That's to correct. reach, right? Yes. Um, I mean, just to share a little bit about the numbers. Yeah. Um, I think the recent uh, CDC numbers have been about 17,200 uh, new infections mm-hmm. um, this, this morning, especially coming from China alone. In terms of fatalities, there have been a reported about 360 cases. So this is what we call the worldwide numbers. Mm-hmm. But if you look at our Singapore uh, perspectives, uh, the Ministry of Health has reported that we've got about 18 uh, confirmed cases. Um, out of this 18, uh, there are two uh, Singaporeans. Um, all of these are non-community spread cases, which okay. means all of them have travelled to China, especially the affected provinces of uh, Hubei and Wuhan. Um, the good news, of course, is that none of them are in a critically ill condition. None of them require respiratory support. Right. So I think that's very encouraging. Um, and I think that over the last few days, especially over Chinese New Year, there's been a lot um, that has been going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'd like to take this condition and put it into perspective, comparing this with SARS, comparing this with MERS, we're looking at a fatality rate of about 2 to 3% um, right. for um, the novel coronavirus, compared to SARS where it was about 10%. Right. Um, but however, what we've also noticed is that the um, novel coronavirus is more infective um, with about 17,000 cases compared to when SARS was at its peak, like what you mentioned, mm-hmm. it was about 8,000 cases. Sure. So basically, we're seeing more people um, coming down with this condition. But again, the most of them are recovering. That's correct. That's correct. Um, and I think um, that's a very reassuring thing um, for us, even in Singapore. Um, and I think the Ministry of Health um, has constantly given us very good and timely updates, very great uh, measures put in place um, to protect our public health. Um, I'll definitely share a little bit more as we carry on the conversation. I would like to, I think the main goal I wanted to share today, of course, is there's no need and no cause for alarm. But each of us, we can play a part in uh, protecting ourselves and protecting our loved ones. Um, And I hope that, you know, today I'll just share a few pointers of what to do, what to look out for, both from a um, clinical perspective as well as a personal uh, perspective. All right. Okay. Now, you're you're absolutely right. The, The Ministry of Health has released regular updates to... Uh, Singaporeans, uh, they have tried to allay our fears. And one of the messages that we've come away with here in the media is that the ministry wants to stress very strongly is don't listen to the fake news. That's correct. Look at the the credible news sources, look at the MOH websites and WhatsApp updates rather than getting the sensational news from we don't know where. I agree. I absolutely agree. I mean, one of the um, interesting things, even my own family, um, when the government was giving out the mask um, over the last few days, mm-hmm. um, because I think uh, my HDB unit was only um, stipulated to collect the mask uh, today. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was quite anxious over the weekend, wondering, oh, where am I going to get my mask? I need to be protected. 
But I think the misconception that a lot of the public have is that you know the mask will protect you. But the truth and the purpose for the mask is the main goal is to prevent anybody who's unwell from spreading uh, respiratory droplets um, to another person. Right. Um, and this is very in line with how um, this uh, novel coronavirus is. It is a respiratory virus. And respiratory viruses spread through droplets when people sneeze, when people cough. Mm -hmm. And these droplets also land up on surfaces. Hence, there's a very strong uh, public health message. I mean, the two things that has been going around recently has been, of course, only wear masks when you're unwell, mm -hmm. just to protect the others. If you're not unwell, putting on masks won't change anything. But of course, there's always a risk where if you fidget and meddle with the mask, you might then introduce germs onto your face. Right. Um, so the second uh, line is also very important where we always encourage our patients to wash your hands um, with a good hand sanitizer, something with at least 60% alcohol content right. um, and at least for 15 seconds uh, just to keep your hands washed. Um, and of course, at homes, we always recommend that you know you desanitize your um, tabletop surfaces and your usual uh, uh, dining areas or places where people congregate to prevent um, any uh, contact spread. It's well. interesting, um, since the uh, novel coronavirus arrived in Singapore, one of the things that we have been saying repeatedly on the show is hand sanitizer. That's correct. Yes. You know, keep your hands clean, try to avoid touching your eyes, your nose, your mouth as much as possible when you're touching public surfaces or surfaces that have been used by a lot of other people. And keep your hands clean, basically. Right. None of us are wearing masks. Um, and this is because the government's message has been very clear. Yes. If you're not sick, don't use the mask. That's correct. Actually, one of the, the latest government messages is don't hoard masks. Yes. Because then you deprive somebody who might actually need it if they are unwell. That's correct. So, I mean, on the subject of being unwell, mm -hmm. um, the main symptoms to look out for would be, of course, um, the positive travel history. Sure. If anybody has travelled to China, especially the uh, restricted the provinces of Hubei, Hubei. and uh, Wuhan, then, of course, there will be more of a concern, um, especially in the last 14 days. And if anyone has developed a fever, cough and breathlessness, that would be another sign of concern. Um, I mean, why the strict restrictions on these is because there has been hypothesis where even asymptomatic people mm -hmm. can also spread um, the viruses. I remember when uh, Ministry of Health first uh, reported uh, on the eve of the eve of Chinese New Year, so it was the day before the eve of Chinese New Year, and this information came out that Singapore had its first uh, confirmed case. Right. Uh, we were staying up into the wee hours of the night to come up with um, operations to ensure. Um, I mean, safety for our patients, safety for our staff, and also safety for the general public. Sure. Um, and one of the biggest things, of course, was exactly this criteria, um, the travel history screening, as well as um, if anyone has displayed symptoms of fever, cough, and breathlessness, or breathlessness. Um, and of course, just to give a rundown of what happens in a, in a neighbourhood uh, residential clinic, would be if anyone comes to see the doctor... Well, there is no isolation in a residential clinic. Actually, there is. Um, we have prepared... Um, or set aside a room okay. um, separately such that if anybody fulfills this criteria, mm -hmm. we bring them to that room to examine them. And of course, okay. as doctors, we protect ourselves with the, re the relevant personal uh, protective equipment. Okay. Uh, we examine them. Um, if we find that they fall into the category of, yes, there's possible infection ongoing, 
we would then call the uh, ambulance to bring them to the NCID, the National uh, Centre for Infectious Diseases. Sure. So I think that workflow uh, was disseminated very well um, from the Ministry of Health um, to us. Mm -hmm. And of course, on our site at the clinic level, we increased sanitisation of the areas. We put up more hand sanitizers everywhere sure. so that our patients can have access to them. And everybody who steps through the door gets the temperature checked and is given a mask as well. So I think like these little measures help to allay public concerns. Mm -hmm. And it also gives you a rough idea of what to expect if you're sick and you're going to see a doctor. Because I think one of the biggest concerns would be, oh no, if I'm unwell, I shouldn't be even going to the doctor because of this ongoing um, uh, issue. But I think the reassurance I want to give is that there are measures in place. Okay. There are very clear guidelines of what to do if there are concerns and how we... Um, operationally protect ourselves, our patients, and even the general public through these guidelines. Okay, we're speaking to Dr. Julian Hong, a resident doctor with DTAP Clinic Group. We're talking about the 2019 novel coronavirus. Now, I'm sure that there are a lot of questions. We've certainly received a lot of questions from listeners, concerns listeners. I'm sure you, on, on your end, are getting a lot of questions from Definitely. patients with a lot of concerns. Now, let's go through some of these concerns. The Ministry has, Ministry of Health has told us, don't wear a mask if you're, you're not well. They have also told us, if we're feeling unwell, to call ahead to a clinic, yes. wear a mask, yes. and then go see a doctor. That's correct. All right. What else should we know? What information can we impart now? Let's address some of the concerns. Let's debunk some of the myths. I think I, I was, as I was thinking about this question as well, um, and trying to consolidate some of the questions that mm -hmm. my patients have asked me, I came up with a very nice acronym called HUAT, H-U-A-T, mm -hmm. in the view, in view of, in view of Chinese, New Year. Chinese New Year. Um, and I thought that, you know, like H, um, it's important to help keep a lookout for your friends and family. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to get concerned um, over our own health and forget the more vulnerable and the less privileged out there who may not have access to the right information. Right who may not have access to, to masks, who may not have access to medical care. And I think as a people, as a nation, this is something that we can do. Um, if people are unwell, we can accompany them, we can encourage them to see a doctor because I think that's uh, public good. And if we think about the next letter, U, uh, for the word, uh, acronym HUAT, it's important to understand news from the right channels. Like what you mentioned earlier, there's a lot of fake news going around. And sure. the purpose of this fake news is there to, to get readership, is that get uh, people to get alarmed. Sensationalised. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's very unhelpful because when that happens, people start to panic more, like the mass hoarding becomes a, a, as a result of that. Um, there's a very, very good, uh, I think the government has done a fantastic job with um, the WhatsApp channels. I think you can sign up for WhatsApp updates yes. and they send you very regular updates of uh, what's going on, what to expect, what to do. And I think A, which is um, the next letter, is to avoid fear-mongering. I think one of the um, recent uh, articles or recent things that were published online recently was to avoid places where uh, people who have been suspected who have the virus uh, and to avoid these places. Sure. But there has been no evidence that the virus stays in that vicinity, in the air, or even on those surfaces for more than 24 hours. So there's no need to avoid these places. And I mean, life carries on as, as per normal. Sure. Um, and of course, the last one is T, which is to take necessary precautions. Um, and these would include, if you're unwell, avoid crowded places, put on your mask, and um, if you know, hand, uh, sanitize uh, your hands uh, very regularly. Mm -hmm. So I think that would be the, the acronym HUAT. Help keep a lookout for your friends, understand news from the right channels, avoid fear-mongering, and of course, taking the necessary precautions. Okay. Now let's talk about some of the precautions that people feel they need to take. Of, of course, by all means, I have 
hand sanitizer in my handbag. I have hand sanitizer on my desk. There's hand sanitizers at most of our entrances. And I use them quite regularly. In fact, some of them feel quite nice on the hands, you know. But other than that, uh, what are people thinking they should do that either they should be doing or they shouldn't be doing? So you're saying if they're well, they shouldn't be wearing masks. That's correct, yes. Okay, so I'll say that again. If you are well, don't wear the mask and don't hoard the masks or you will deprive somebody who actually needs it. That is absolutely correct. I think... um if I'm not wrong, the government is giving out masks to every household. Four of them. Four of them for each yep. household. Yep. Um, and I think the collections are ongoing as we speak. Um, there's a website, maskgoware.sg. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's quite an amazing feature. It came out overnight the moment they talked about the release and I just saw it. And I was able to pinpoint where I needed to collect my mask. In fact, even after this, I'm going to head back and... Uh, collect my own mask as well Um, not of course to hoard it but of course if I see someone else who needs it I'll give it to them I mean of course the message will always be clear and simple to always to look out for your friends look out for your family Mm -hmm. because I think at this point in time where where things are uncertain there's always a lot of confusion Um, and it's about staying positive it's about carrying on life as per normal Mm -hmm. that really helps us to return to normalcy okay let me look at that mask that you're talking about. The government is giving four to every household. One of the things that you have one in front of me, uh, one of the things, this is my understanding why it's four and not a whole box per yes. household. If somebody is unwell, they say, call the clinic, put on a mask. That's correct. If you're, if you're perfectly fine, don't wear one, right? So you don't need an entire box of them because it is my understanding, and you can tell me whether it's true or not, if you go to the clinic and you just have one of the garden variety general flus or yes. colds, you at the clinic will give me a few more masks. That's correct. Right? So I don't need to worry about hoarding them and making sure I have a whole box. And why didn't the government give a whole box? Why is it only four? It really is. So you can go to the clinic, be protect, protect the people around you. That's correct. Yes. Um, and once you're diagnosed, the, the clinic will deal with it in whatever way. If you do have the... If you are a suspect novel coronavirus patient, they have a whole system of what they're going to do with you next yes. and what will happen to your family with quarantines and stuff like that. But if it is a garden variety flu, here's a few masks, here's your meds, go home, have a good get rest. well. <laughs> right? I agree. I mean, I thought one of the interesting things which I noticed on the newspapers recently was that um, our Prime Minister, Mr. Lee, yes. uh, he went to visit the National Can- uh, Centre for Infectious Diseases and he wasn't wearing a mask. He wasn't in a space suit, exactly. which, I, which I thought he would be. And that's probably ground zero itself. Mm-hmm. So I think that sends a very clear message on, on what we're trying to say that, you know, if you're unwell, then you put on the mask. If you're not unwell, there's no need to worry. Sure. And even if someone has been into a certain place before who is a suspected carrier, there's no need to worry because the virus doesn't persist in that vicinity. But we can do our part by you know, keeping our hands sanitized, by cleaning our surroundings, and of course by taking uh, precautions as what I mentioned earlier. Okay, we're almost out of time, but let's go back to some of the information you gave us right at the beginning and drive this home. It uh, spreads more easily than SARS, But in no way is it anywhere near as deadly or dangerous at this point. That's what we know about it. Yes. So there is no reason for undue alarm. 
I think that's the Caution, point. Caution, yes, not allowed. That's correct. But the thing is, there's so little information we currently know about the virus. Mm-hmm. Even as I, as I was reading this morning, there has been reports of the virus being found in fecal matter. Sure. And there have been question marks of whether this could be spread um, in, by fecal oral transmission. If mm-hmm. your hands are dirty, you touch something dirty, if you eat something, you might pick it up. So that's sure. a new hypothesis. So there's always evolving evidence. Sure. But what we can do, we can play our part in public health by just following these simple steps. And I think from a day Today, household Singaporeans, I think the acronym We're generally very clean people. That's anyway. correct, yes. And just by keeping to these things, I'm sure we'll be able to soldier on and get back to the normalcy of our lives. All right, thank you so much, Dr. Julian Hong, resident doctor with DTAB Clinic Group. We've been talking about the 2019 novel coronavirus. There's still a lot about it. We don't know. We're months away from a vaccine. But I think the takeaway message here is be vigilant, keep your hands clean. But don't panic. That's absolutely correct. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Clarissa. Absolutely my pleasure. This is Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.